presents Dr. Jamal Harrison Bryant. Lord, I pray that you'll block every distraction. You promise that if we keep our minds stayed on you, all things will work together for our good. Now, God, handicap the adversary. Whatever is put in our way to block us from receiving this word, I pray that it will be dismantled by the power of the blood of Jesus Christ. Amen. I want to preach uh, for a little while today using as a subject, I don't mean no disrespect. I don't mean no disrespect. Comrades, the consciousness of this country is in dramatic discord and it's exemplified with the chaos that's going on in Congress. The tipping point fell over when the commander in thief who refuses to hold press conferences went on a backwoods redneck rant on Twitter telling four fiery freshmen women of color that if they don't like this country they should go back to where they came from negating the fact that all of them are actually citizens the timing fit neatly with the dispatch of immigration officers beginning the immoral deportation that is taking place in 10 cities. Underreported is that since this president has been in office with no media highlight, 276,000 people have been deported and the overwhelming majority of them are people who are laced with melanin. The president doubled down on his remarks to reporters that he wasn't racist and didn't have a racist bone in his body. My sister, Representative Alexandria, retorted back, you're right, Mr. President. You don't have a racist bone in your body. You have a racist mind in your head and a racist heart in your chest. Speaker of the House Nancy Pelosi savagely took to the floor with a two-hour debate to have the remarks rebuffed on congressional record, forcing Republican lawmakers to publicly denounce him or stick beside him. And the votes were tallied. Not surprisingly, the results stuck primarily along party lines. What is apparent is that most of the party has chosen loyalty over responsibility. And it's frightening how many of us have elected to go down that same course. There's a Trump somewhere 
in your family tree. Somebody in your family that's loud, rude, overbearing, obnoxious, out of order, and seemingly allergic to the truth. And for whatever unwritten law, we never address them for the sake of peace. Recently, publishers printed a book entitled American Carnage, which is an expose on the entire Republican Party being ripped apart because of its unwavering allegiance to this administration. Points to irrefutable evidence that Mike McConnell is keeping a tight line to endorse and support whatever is said even if it is absent of logic or ethics in deference to the president. Controversial Ted Cruz lamented to the author of the book while being interviewed that in the last election cycle none of them took Trump to task because they underestimated his electability and his destructive tendencies. He regrets that they allowed him to ascend unchecked. There's too much toxicity taking place at the helm of families by individuals who are running rogue. And all of us look straight ahead in the event that they came with you to church all of us have somebody in our family who is out of order who we have not checked. A meddling mother, an obnoxious son, an inappropriate dad, an attention-starved sibling, an unappreciative husband, a lying niece, a manipulative nephew, a strong-willed wife, or an intrusive in-law. Your failure to call them out is what's cutting the family up. If you keep looking the other way, you're going to get run over by your train. We talk about casting out demons at the altar, but we never cast out demons in the living room. There are some spirits that reside in our family members that we can no longer turn a blind eye to. But the Holy Ghost that is in you is causing you to confront it. I want you to arm yourself with a writing instrument. There are three things that I want to give to you for those of you who are technologically savvy. Your smartphone, your tablet, your device forwards and allot you a space to take notes, I want you to please take use of it. Those of you who are not technologically savvy, find a pen in your purse. Write it on the back of your receipt. And I want you to write down the three elements, the three elements to stop your family from emotional bankruptcy. Three elements to 
stop your family from emotional bankruptcy. The first one, I want you to write this down, please. The very first one is um, direct deposit. Direct deposit. Too often, we don't address an underlying issue much to our own peril. You've got to get to a place where you have to have the hard conversation. And I don't mean any disrespect. I love you. But I refuse to allow you to project your brokenness on my mental health. My sister, who's a clinical psychologist at Pepperdine University, Dr. Taman Brian Davis, gave me this that statistic that I want you to have. I want you to write it down. It's going to mess you up. Here's what uh, Dr. Tamer told me. She said, hear this, 92% of your stress is not yours. 92% of your stress is not yours. You stressed about somebody else. You fasting while they eat. <laughs> you praying and they at the mall. You're going to have to draw the line in the sand with difficult family members. I can no longer allow you to jeopardize my matrimony. When I took my vows, it was with two people. Not with all of y'all. something has shifted within our culture where you don't even understand that as a parent you are not a peer I got to say this to you your children are not supposed to like you you supposed to be the parole officer Amen. I, I grew up in the hour, wasn't no locked doors. I, I can't hear nobody in here. Now you all are raising Negroes with C averages with flat screens in the bedroom. There are family members who you're going to have to lay down the law. I refuse to be your ambulance or your ATM. Your emergency is not my responsibility. James Baldwin coined the expression called survivor's guilt. Survivor's guilt. After today, I no longer want you to allow family members to make you feel guilty about the grace that is on your life. I will not apologize for my achievement. Hear me, you have to get to a place where you have to be called into accountability, that you have to be equitable to all the children. I will not be made to feel uncomfortable in my own house. You are welcome here as long as you bring respect in here. But as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord and live in peace. You have to have direct conversations and make 
a direct deposit. You've got to exercise, in some instances, tough love. That I love you, but I am not your parachute. I cannot keep rescuing grown children. I invested 18 to 21 years to get you to a place of focus. I am not the backup. You got to figure out what you're going to do for a babysitter. Y'all ain't saying nothing to me. You, you got to figure out how it is that you're going to manage your income and your economy and how it is that you're going to press forward. I hate to see you struggle, but I don't want to disrupt what God may be doing in your life. Frederick Douglass says it is better to raise strong children to than to repair broken adults. This is, according to Forbes magazine, this is going to be the brokest generation that America has ever produced. That this number in this generation with degrees, with access, with education will still be living at home because we have made our children soft. Kwasi Mfume in his book, No Free Ride, said we gave our children everything that they wanted but didn't give them what they needed. Sometimes we've got to interject long suffering. Have to help them to understand that there is no entitlement in this house. Nobody owes you anything. You got to get up and go get a job. I can't hear nobody. You look crazy getting up in the morning, fixing breakfast for Negroes who are still asleep and got no intentions of going to work, finding a job, creating out a stream of income. You better wake everybody up and say if you ain't got a job you gonna at least vacuum I can't hear nobody I expect these sheets to be washed these towels to be folded and I want dinner on the table when I get home but there is no free ride direct deposit second please this is gonna be a difficult one but I want you to have it Stop your family from emotional bankruptcy. First thing you got to do is what? Come on, class, is what? The second one, write this down. I want you to write it down. This is going to be hard, but I need you to do it. Is withdrawal. Sometimes you have to pull back in order to move ahead. You have a right. I want you to write this in, in caps. You have a right to safeguard your space. Your house is not a hostel. This is not where you all come to sleep when you got nowhere else to go. Furthermore, let me say to you, uh, in route to the holidays, stop showing up for situations that are stressful. Do not subjugate your children to a sentence of an event that you don't want to participate in. I may go, but I have no intentions on staying. 
I'm gonna make two laps around the living room, hug everybody. <laughs> I'm gonna taste the potato salad. I'm gonna ask who made this. I'm gonna have small talk out in the backyard. But at 3.15, y'all meet me at the car. <laughs> I mean, no disrespect, but I don't rock with y'all like that. Because we are family doesn't mean that I have to have forced amnesia. Uh, y'all ain't saying nothing to me. You cannot dictate when I need to get over it. Nor can you tell me when I should accept your apology. I got to deal with it in my own time and in my own space. And please don't hide behind a Bible in the absence of your integrity. Yes, I'm saved. Yes, I love God. Yes, I go to church. But y'all can still catch these hands. I'm tired of y'all talking under your breath when I walk in the room. Having an issue about who I bring or what I got on or how my hair is. I did not do this for y'all. I did it because I like me. If I wanted to be as miserable as y'all are, I would follow your pattern. But there is something different on my life. And even though your marriage didn't make it and your children ain't worth nothing, don't speak that over my house. I'm expecting something greater for my last name. Got to have a direct deposit. Got to know when to withdraw. Here's the third one. Please write this down. Third one is you have to have balance. Got to have balance. When I was a child, I spoke as a child. And now that I'm an adult, I put away childish things. Don't play with me like that. You called it a joke, but I know you were serious. <laughs> Don't hide behind sarcasm and then you get offended when I check you on your foolishness. And then you want to disarm my natural response because I go to church. You don't understand. I'm not Matthew. I'm Peter. I carry your switchblade. Bible says leave and cleave. Some of you are out of order for disrupting your children's marriages. You're out of order. Never put your children in a position where they got to choose. Their first responsibility biblically is to their husband and to their wife and you mom are not the side chick. What I won't allow is for an outsider to turn me against my family. 
Because I do not give it to you don't mean I don't have access to it. One of the most powerful words you can learn as an adult is the authority to say no. Are y'all not saying anything to me? And I meant it when I said it. And you can have two other people in the family call me about the same issue. But my answer is still no. It don't mean that I'm mean. It don't mean that I'm stuck up. It don't mean that I'm guarded. But I done fooled with y'all enough to know that sometimes I'll help you and you take me for granted. You don't appreciate what it is that I do. You act as if you are entitled to what I work for. You get mad when I tell you take your shoes off in my house. No cussing in my house. No smoking in my house. I have a standard of what it is that I expect and if you expect me you gotta respect what I care about I'm so disappointed that in the sanctuary we've not addressed the root of discord that gets its grounding in the book of Genesis help me sound tech uh, it happened when Isaac is coming to the end of his life. Isaac is coming to the end of his life and is following protocol and he summons the oldest son to put a blessing on his life before his demise. The father calls him in. says, I'm getting ready to bless you but I'm not just handing it to you. I'm going to make you work for it first. I need you to go out and get in the hunt. I got access, I've got resources, I got means, I got real estate, but I do not want to lose what I've worked for. So I need to have evidence that you got sweat equity. But you know how to sacrifice. You know how to put some skin in the game. I want to say this to somebody who's in this room, somebody who's watching online. The father is calling you because he is about to release a blessing that is going to reverse a generational curse. But he said, new birth, I have been watching you struggle. I've been watching you toil. I've been watching you work from sunup to sundown. It wasn't an attack. It was your last test. I wanted to see if you wouldn't become weary in well-doing. That if I could trust you with your struggle, I know I could bless you with success. If, if you are faithful over a few things, I'll make you ruler over many. John Fitzgerald Kennedy, former president of this country, said, if you want to show me a great success, look for a great failure. Because somebody who has never failed at something will never succeed at something significant. I'm talking to somebody who the last 18 months of your life, you've had to deal with setback after setback, attack after attack. You've had to deal with bills that you didn't see coming. But in spite of all of that, your temperament didn't change. You still trusted God with your back up against the wall. And, and God told me to tell you, because you suffered with me, you get ready to reign with me. The people who are sitting on your row got no idea the agony you've had to deal with. 
They don't know the struggle that you've been through. They, they don't know how you had to rob Peter to pay back Paul to pay Bartholomew. They got no idea how you drove the work on empty. And no idea how your children didn't even know you were making it with no child support. No idea how it is your ex was hiding the resources. But God said, I will supply all of your Hallelujah. Would you just grab the hand of the person that's next to you? Shake that hand. Shake that hand. Shake it real good. Hear this, because if you wouldn't hold my hand when it's empty, don't reach for my hand when God fills it up. God is about to fill my hand. Hallelujah. Everything you need to get through this year is about to fall in your hand. All of the resources you need, all of the connection you need is about to be in your hand. Hallelujah. A call was made to Esau. Isaac called Esau, but the mother was eavesdropping. She's eavesdropping and didn't want the blessing to go to Esau. She wanted it to go to Jacob. I want to say this to you parents. Stop putting a call on your children's life that they are not assigned to. Please forgive me. You know why? You know it's God's hand on your life. Is you aren't the one in the family they expected to go to the next level. But you were not chosen by people. You were called by God. Available now in the Call to Conquer bookstore. It's by popular demand. The four-part sermon series by Dr. Jamal Harrison Bryant. Featuring the powerful sermon on forgiveness. I can show you better than I can tell you. But that's not all. You don't want to miss. I'm trying to keep it together. Also included in this four-part series. I don't mean no disrespect. And the sermon everyone needs to hear. Black men don't cheat. Don't miss out on by popular demand. The four-part sermon series. Get your copy at newbirth.org or 1-800-98-JESUS. Behold, the Lord has prepared a table for you to eat of the sumptuous gospel. The apostle said that the milk is for the babies, but the meat is for those who are mature. I hope because of the worship experience at New Birth, you have dined sumptuously of fresh revelation and manna from God. Whatever you do, please don't eat and run. I want you to sow into what it is that you have just eaten off of. Whether you give through GiveLify, Push to Pay, Text to Give, or right here on our secure website at newbirth.org. I'm telling you, something fresh is cooking up every week at New Birth. I want you to sow into it so you can live off of it. God bless you. Locked up, they won't let me out. New Birth presents a special presentation for our brothers and sisters dealing with the injustice of the system. If justice is just us, let's come together and bring our brothers and sisters home by the holidays. Join Dr. Bryant and the entire New Birth family as we team up with Ebony Magazine in partnership to do just that. This is an initiative worth investing as we plan to bring 1,000 inmates home by December 31st. 
amped up, they won't let me out. Do your part. Make a donation today and help change a life forever. For more information, you can visit homebytheholiday.com or ebony.com. Oh,